Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Oteil Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Osiris. We are live right now. Um, Right now? Right now. And, you know... it's really interesting. Um, Brian Brinkman told me about this uh, phenomenon about two months ago, maybe three months ago, called the Millennial Pause. Do you know what that is? I think he tried to tell me about it, but I was too busy tweeting, just like I'm doing right now, when um, when he tried to tell me. So... What what and I read this. I read about this. So the millennial pause is the split second that millennials wait before they start talking in a video to intuitively circumvent recording delay. It's a trait that's noticeably absent when Generation Z films videos. Now, <clears throat> here here's what I got to say about that. I'm none one, of that. I'm Gen X. What happens when two Generation X people make a live stream? Do we get more of a pause or less of a pause? I think you're lucky to go live. More, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so <laughs> welcome to HF Pod. And if you're listening on the podcast version, you know you can ignore all that because you're getting it later. But um, Jonathan and I, right before I, I started this stream, I was eating a mini Reese's peanut butter cup, and I'm going to eat another one eventually. Ugh. Jonathan said that they are gross. And I find them to be uh, I look I do not enjoy and this is not a metaphor this is not a reference to anything out there I do not enjoy chocolate in my peanut butter or more to the point I do not enjoy peanut butter in my pretty much anything Okay so all right so you're for real about this 
Yeah, no, this is not a gag. Do you like um do you like chocolate generally? Sure. Yeah, good chocolate. Yeah. Do you like peanut butter? Uh, I can eat a peanut butter sandwich, but it's not a thing I relish. Okay. Okay. So, okay, Prefer so it's more about the peanut butter. I love yeah. peanut butter and chocolate to me are the best two things to put together in the world. So, yeah, but I mean, you know, you're not even getting good versions of either of those things in that thing you just ate. I don't I see I would disagree. Okay. So we are here today to talk about <laughs> <laughs> October 9, 1999 from Albany. Maybe October 10th, 1999 also, but we'll we'll see how that goes cuz I listened to some highlights from I I forgot about these shows, honestly. I don't listen to these shows and I have reasons why which we're going to discuss. No, I'm curious to know why. But this is the Pepsi Arena. Should we be doing a Coke Pepsi thing instead of a chocolate peanut butter thing? Should we have? We could. Like, I don't really drink. I don't really drink soda. But where do you land? Uh, it's it's obviously it's Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. Coca Cola is yeah. bad. Way better. Okay. Anyway, um, um, sorry, Pepsi um, Arena. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jonathan. You know, yeah, go. Go ahead. Go. I well, go. I was going to say I I, I want to talk. I want to address something that. Um, you know, we, we maybe should have got to last week, but we didn't and we couldn't because how would we have known, but maybe we should have known. So last week, anybody who listened when RJ and I talked about, uh, farm aid, um, it was, uh, well, it was a lot of fun. First of all, farm aid was great jams. There were jams. Um, and that evening after we had done the podcast, recorded the thing, done the live thing, blah, blah, blah. RJ sent me a link to a video, said, man, I wish I would have known about this before we did the thing. The thing being the podcast, of course. And what he sent me was a video of Trey at one of his solo acoustic gigs talking, telling a story like he does at those shows, which is always fun when he does that. And uh, and he told this great story about Farm Aid. And when we had done the podcast, we were like speculating. Well, uh, you must have known or heard tr- uh, that uh, Neil was coming out and he was excited. Da, 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 and, uh, and well, maybe he didn't. So, yeah, I, I will paraphrase because it's Trey's story. He tells it better than I do. The video's out there. You can go find it. Um, uh, but, you know, basically Trey, you know, describes getting onto the Willie's bus and planning a sit in and getting really high and struggling to get off the bus. Um, maybe that's where the term struggle bus comes from. I don't know. And then he <laughs> um, it goes to the next bus, uh, which is Neil Young's bus. And there's Woody Harrelson's on there. And, of course, Neil Young's on there and they get high. And then they talk about what they're going to play. And Neil, uh, Trey said he immediately says Powderfinger. And anybody who listened last week knows they didn't play Powderfinger. Um, and they, but they practice it there on the bus. And, uh, Trey says, you know, as he was trying, fumbling, finding his way off the bus, Neil says, of course, you know, I'm not very good at planning things. Um, I should have done my Neil Young impression just there. Oh, well. Um, and then, uh, and then Neil played his set. He he played right before Trey, Fish rather. And, uh, he played Powderfinger and Trey's like, what I, what the fuck? I guess we're not playing Powderfinger and so that's the context in which Fish starts their set they're just having fun I guess they're like guess Neil's not coming out Willie's coming out though and uh, you know and anyways he tells the story it's pretty funny the way he tells it and I see this video and I'm like well shit yeah we we probably should have talked about that it's out there on YouTube Jason Bogdan uh, and I will tell you at the show that the video is from Trey's show in 2019 at the Ryman and, you know, I've watched this whole video and I'm like, this is really familiar. I must have seen this video before. And then I realize, oh, no, I was at that trade show. So what an idiot. God damn it. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I would have remembered. It is, it is courtesy of Brian, um, the incredible perp, who is often on here listening to us and, and commenting and generally being a, a, a supporter of what we do here. Um, I'm gonna put this. Let me see if this works. I just I just tried to send it through Streamyard, um, which Boom, I think will work, Jason. Um, but don't watch it now because we're 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 talking about incredibly important things. Um, Let's save that link. It's it was a it's a great story. It starts about halfway through that video that I linked, um, and I put it in the show notes last week. 
on Wednesday. I can put it in there again. So Jonathan, thank you for, for enlightening us. Um, but you should have remembered that you saw that story in person and knew that story. I mean, it was 2019. That's like 20 years ago at this point. Well, you were probably on Willie Nelson's bus before the show. Uh, then? Yeah, probably. It was a, We had a good time in Nashville. I'll say that. Me and my good friend Dave, Pie Guy, we had a great time. Hey, Dave. Uh, hey. Okay. So we're on the road to Big Cypress because we're talking about $10,999. I, I, we're going back to the late 90s. I, I wore this shirt, especially for today. Hey. To the late 90s. Thank you to Mr. Dude, who also made the cup, the mug that you're drinking out of, right? Or is that just one uh, that looks like the ones they make? No, this mug was made by Dan Finnegan. Okay. And he's a local potter here, and he's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. So this tour starts in September. And it's it's kind of a it's it's kind of crazy because they're like they're out west a bunch. And then they they go to the south, they go to Texas, they go through the Midwest. And then finally come back to the Northeast to end the tour, which are these two nights in Albany, the 9th and 10th of October. We talked about September 18th, 1999, a couple of weeks back. Um, so it's just interesting. They, they end, you know, October 10th, and then they don't play again until December 2nd in Detroit, which started that that great December tour that led straight to Big Cypress, where you met you met them at Big Cypress. Uh, well, let I mean, I went to Big Cypress. I also went to the Hampton shows on that oh, you December did. tour. Yeah, yeah. And so you saw a bunch of fish Washington D.C. show also yeah. on that tour. Oh, that's so, a good yeah. One. It was a good one. Yeah, the only time they've played that room, which is kind of a shame. Um, sort of all surprising, the sucks, but yeah. But well, I think we should maybe in in well, we did a big December '99 episode with Wade um, back in the day. Back in the day. Two, two episodes, I think, right? Bump on my table a little bit and it's take pretty, us back to the moment. It's pretty good. Um, we should we'll revisit some of those um, in in December when when the anniversaries roll around. Um, but fall '99 is is just very interesting. There's there's a lot going on here in these in these shows, and it's funny, Jonathan, to look at ten nine. It looks like they played like four songs the entire night. Um, it's not exactly true, but it's no. sparse and the songs are long and they're really it's just like grooves. It's just a lot of grooves. I actually I did the math. There are 14 songs on the show, which is songs. just about a first set for the early 3.0. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I I love I love a show like this. They really, you know, they play great songs, they open them up and uh they were in a great space in 99 um, a lot of people knock at least one of those hampton 99 shows but i really enjoyed everything i was seeing from them i saw a bunch of shows that summer too and it was uh it was great they're, they're yeah so it's funny because well. you kind of missed you missed 97 but by 99 you were you were back yeah um i was back my wife went with me to a bunch of the shows not all of them that i went to but a bunch of the shows which she was not my wife at the time yeah. um and uh yeah i actually i think 99 is pretty close if not the year i saw the most shows somehow okay okay well um i gotta tell you something um i just was going through some old stuff the other day and i found a ticket stub for seven nine ninety nine, the merriweather show and on fish.net, it's on my stats. So I must have known that I went to it because I definitely remember the next night, which we were both at the the Camden show. But I really don't remember that MPP show at all. And I know that people really like parts of that and that there are things I should remember. And I can't believe that I just like forgot. So that happens. That's the, that's the one with the dog log or the mango song and stuff in that show, right? That's 98. That's 98. I, don't, 98. I was there. I saw seven, eight, nine, and 10 um oh right 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 yeah because i and, went to virginia beach yeah uh, and got the big birds and if i only had a yeah. brain or yeah stuff like yeah. that well brian um from attendance bias says points out something interesting third and fourth show in a row yeah two nights at nassau and then two nights at uh albany four nights in a row is kind of a lot although i think at this time they were fueled by many energetic things um 
So they were <laughs> yeah. they were on the road, and and I don't think that Brian is put up this next comment in purposefully to make me and Jonathan fight. But <clears throat> all right, I'm ready. Jonathan and I disagree about whether this is the ultimate chalk dust. I think it's one of the best fish jams of all time. We're we're so far away from the show we're discussing, but it doesn't really matter. Only months, I guess. Um, Only months. Um, yeah, I th- I like the tweezer better that night. Unbelievable. Okay. So should we get into this? Sure. Um, what were your, like, when you, when you started listening to this show, like, did you expect it to sound like those December shows that you saw? And was there anything different? Like once you listen back or how do you, how do you look at this compared to the rest of 99 fish? Well, without actually going back and looking at like any of the set lists, just all top of my head, I've really only looked at this night and the, the next night. And I don't even remember that one too well uh, in the past few days. And I've been doing a lot of stuff this week. So I don't, it's only Monday this past weekend. So I, I haven't like been cramming on this for days. Like you looked at the whole tour. So based only off my memories, uh, this is a lot less songy. This is, it's really like, what is it? Just, it's just two, but it's really just extended jams and less song oriented. Um, and I, I really, really like it. It's, uh, it opens with punch. How, how can you go wrong? Uh, set two opens with limb by limb, and as our uh, emeritus host emeritus Brad would say, you know, if if, if limb by limb goes well, the rest of the set's going to be good. Um, <laughs> he does say that. He's it, right. And like you, you mentioned the number of songs in these shows. I mean, it sort of goes along with that. But I mean, these songs, everything's long. You know, everything's like yeah. nine or ten minutes, and it just kind of stretch. Everything is so stretched out. It's just like a, it's it's just a big groove. On paper, it, it looks like a 97 show, a fall 97 show. Thankfully, mm-hmm. it does not sound that way. Um, <laughs> spacier. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's just... <laughs> just First the Camden chalked us and now this. Um, the Ghost, you know, is is the big jam here. It's 20, 23 minutes in the first set. And it, it starts, like, kind of slow. Um, and then it picks up speed without, like, really any warning. It just... I mean, I assume there was warning on stage or, or like Fishman Fishman starts picking up the tempo like pretty, pretty seriously at some point. And then the band just like really kind of organically like takes off. And then suddenly it's at this like much bigger tempo. But I'm also wondering halfway through, which I often find myself wondering in these 99 shows, like, is this jam going anywhere? Because it is like kind of a repetitive groove kind of idea, right? Um, well, maybe it is more it, like 97. It does. Um they um <laughs> i i hear you i totally hear you i feel like that they they really like to let them breathe um after the heat of punch you in the eye wilson mm-hmm. the meticulous nature of a well-delivered coyote they were like, all right, we're going to groove. And they go into this ghost. And yeah, they're grooving very different from those two years earlier. And Trey lays down the loops and they just kind of let it ride for a little bit. But uh, yeah, it does pick Trey's up. It's kind of just soloing over. It, it's almost just like Trey kind of like, you know, mid-tempo soloing for a, a long time. And right. And he is. Like, it's, yeah. That's, it's kind of gorgeous though. I, it, yeah. To my mind, I, I can really kind of live in that space. Um, where the rhythm is less important than the more ambient kind of zones. It's not ambient. There's a drum beat, but yeah. the zones yeah. in which they, they're they hanging there. Uh, and then, uh, RJ, there's controversy. Can we, it's nothing like a show with controversy, right? Yeah, it's always you got to have some controversy. It makes a good podcast. Um, I think, well, okay, so this 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 ghost is, is really, I mean, it's pretty great. And it's, uh, yes. you know, any 20 minute first set jam is, is, you know, bound to, to make you go back. But, um, there's this part at the very, so it kind of picks up speed and then it kind of takes off and it's, it gets like into this really rocking groove. And then it goes into this ambient jam that's sort of quiet and kind of like airy and light. 
And it kind of sounds like the song My Left Toe from the Sicket Disc. And according to according to Relisten, it's labeled as Ghost Into My Left Toe. Um, according to Fish.net, the, the, the jam chart says classic 99 style ghost jamming breaks into a serene and light groove that some hear as my left toe, but it's not. Instead, it's just great fish. Um, <laughs> I know you had an, you, you had a contention with, uh, with fish.net last week about the farm aid show, but where, where do you fall? Was it, and, and anyone watching, is it, are they playing my left toe or is it just a, an ambient jam out of ghost? I agree with fish.net on this one. It, I, I, and to be sure, after I listened to the show, I went back, I pulled up the Sicket disc, put on my left toe, listened to that, then went back and listened to the ghost. It's not the yeah, same. Same here. It same is, here. at best, it is what uh, Charlie uh, Dirksen would call a jamakin too. Yeah. Uh, which is several <laughs> words run together. It's similar, but it is not my left toe. Which is fine. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Um, it's it's pretty good, and it goes into fit uh, free, which is really nice. Um, I, I think you made a note about this, and I think it's worth talking about. Is that uh, it's slower than say a ninety-five free by a good bit? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that you know there's these. Um... I don't know. We're like undermine. We're talking about the nineties and we're going into 97. Right. And so I've been listening to a lot of these classic shows from 93, 94, 95. And it's really all about, you know, it's all about these precision and like, it's the speed, you know, and like you get to 99 and this, this free is really slow. It's not slow in the way that like people would complain about 4.0 things being slowed down, but it's still like, I mean, it's, it's just very like, it's just expanded, you know? It's no slow um, llama. No, it's no slow maze either, which I think is pretty <laughs> yes. cool. Um, yeah, no, I think they just, uh, they had an opportunity when, when free started to just like ramp it up and get up to proper speed, whatever that is. But the, they stayed on kind of on the vibe, uh, where they, where the ghost jam ended and it feels pretty natural and it's a good version. And then we wrap with sparkle and opossum, which is, uh, there's your energy. There's your, there's your energy. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's interesting. They were, they were so removed from the, from the, speed of the early 90s that uh it just is a it sounds totally different you know totally totally um, but uh what, outstanding yeah what what um what do you think about this set like it's it's sort of a standard set i think but um but that goes kind of i guess pushes it into the non-standard territory i think it's a great set like average great maybe slightly above average great because of that ghost was definitely above average great so yeah, great set. Um, Highly recommended. We'll listen again. It's really, really the the ghost is is worth it. I think. Yeah. And I was sort of like, as I mentioned before, I was sort of just like listening to it, like, okay, is this going to pick up? And then it does, and it it delivers. Um, <laughs> really pretty great. Um, is this is this going to continue to be boring? I definitely listen know. to shows like that. We should do more yeah. podcasts about those shows. You know, I have to say, yeah. I hope that I hope that everyone watching or listening got a chance to check out our our show last week, last Wednesday, about ten six and ten seven two thousand, the last shows at Shoreline before the hiatus, because um, we had a friend on Lindsay who was there, and she was like, eh. you know, <laughs> and Megan and Megan and I were kind of also like, eh. I mean, it wasn't that the shows weren't bad. It like what we kept all saying over and over is like, it's just so sad, you know. And so, like the episode just ended up being us talking about how sad it was that they broke up. Although there were good moments in those shows, so you know, they didn't break up. They true currently had no shows scheduled. Was I think the the position they were? It was a hiatus. It was declared as such at the time. That's true. But That's true. They were definitely. And I think a lot of the audience in attendance at the at the time, particularly those on tour, they were out of gas. Yeah, and they got to shoreline. Oh man, 
That's what we, we talked about that last week. I mean, it is clear that they are just they're just tired. Yeah, I don't feel that way here listening to this. No. Um, this feels more like uh, a band that is going to take a couple weeks off, but they're still gassed and, you know, really into yeah. their playing. Maybe they'll yeah, take sure. uh, 15 minutes and come back and play a little more. Speaking <sighs> of taking a hiatus, we're not going to do that, but I am going to tell you about our sponsors at Sunset Lake CBD. Their line of smokable hemp products are for the old deadhead like me or the young fish fan like Jonathan searching for a mellow body high. Smoking CBD has all the benefits of high THC cannabis without some of the side effects. Um, I will say it, it's it's quickly approaching gift giving season. And I think, you know, consider Jonathan's holding up some some cherry abacus pre-rolls. There are nine strains. Consider consider getting some Sunset Lake CBD for friends, family. There's salves and topicals. There's great gummies, including a new gummy that they have that is for specifically designed for sleep with melatonin. Um, there's the, Jonathan's doing the the, the product uh, modeling for you, for you watching, but not for you listening. Um, yeah, no, all right. the bad TV. It's bad radio TV. Bad radio. It's all grown, cured, and trimmed by Sunset Lake CBD farmers. And as we've said. They will send it to you quickly. Consider uh, supporting us and, and sending some stuff to people who you think might like some Sunset Lake CBD. If you use the code HFPOD, you get 20% off of all products. It's at sunsetlakecbd.com. Um, it's a good way to help uh, support the show. All right, Jonathan. RJ. There is something I have to say about this second set. First of all, the they open with Limb by Limb, and Limb by Limb kind of like same thing. It kind of like builds up and then kind of chills and then, and then, and then builds back up. I, I have something to say about the 2001, but how were you, what, what do you think about a limb by limb set opener? It's like pretty rare. Yeah. I, without clicking on it on fish.net, I would say yes, kind of rare. Uh, I am super in favor of limb by limb as a set opener. If the band's feeling it, um then as i alluded to earlier uh then the rest of us will feel it and it usually bodes well and i think this is a perfect example of how that plays out um hot hot set predicated by a hot hot limb by limb um you know it does get into that a low-key groove which is kind of indicative of the era but they do wrap it up it's not like they wander off and never come back so uh, pretty solid version. Yeah, three three times ever it's opened the second set, um, three or four. So you know, there there you go. That's like a, it is a pretty rare, pretty rare occurrence. Um, okay, so we have some official releases from ninety nine, fall ninety nine. Only only a few, but there is this Which ones. Do you recall? Um, you had that in front of you. I didn't look. I, I do. I will tell you right now. Um, I will tell you that there is a, a like a little buildup to this 2001 after the end of Limb by Limb, right? And you're at a fish show. It's Albany. It's the beginning of the second set. There's like a there's a jam buildup. And I will tell you, sorry, there's Boise 914. There's 918, which we talked about. And then there's the Memphis show 929. So those three are from the, you know, obviously all from September. The there's this buildup into 2001 and then they start 2001 and some, there's a person, a female person, I presume a female person talking by the tapers the entire time. There's like a soft ambient jam before they go into 2001. She's talking the entire time. Not like a, Oh, wow, this is cool. It's like full on, like, like long conversation. And that's, you know, not appropriate. I got called out for talking at one of the AC shows because I was with John Barber from the Disco Biscuits. And I had to explain that, like, he hadn't been to a show in 15 years. And I was trying to explain which songs were being played. And, and maybe that, sorry if I offended that person. I can't remember his name or else I would mention it on the air. But, um, <laughs> you know, this person just talked the entire time. But, you know, if we got an official release of this show, we wouldn't be able to hear this person talking. We'd just be able to hear this really cool jam that goes into 2001 that's it but what what if her conversation has historical significance then you would be erasing that history rj that's true do you think she was like predicting predicting something 
I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and hear if she's like, you know, Lachdradamus or something and just dropping some science on us. It was a little bit, uh, it was a little bit distracting <laughs> for me, but, but the 2001 is cool. And I was going to ask you, cause I think, you know, I might, I could be wrong. I don't like, I don't really That's paint you happened. as like an, as a, as a, as a groove, like you like grooves, but I'm saying in terms of fish, like I, I know you as like loving the early, like 94 and, and, and what they're doing now, but like these, like these long, grooves are you are you into this style i'm into this i'm into what they do here on this show um i yeah i definitely have come out more or less not in favor of some of their extended funk ish vamping um i think 2001 is a perfect forum for it though and i think it works really well here I also love that it comes on the heels of a nice spacey intro. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna draw 2001. Let's get weird a little first. Yeah, maybe in the middle. Yeah, because yeah. that's obviously what I'm most there for is getting weird. So. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think this is this is sort of like what 99 fish is, and like you said, the forum of. 2001 is is kind of perfect for this it's 20 minutes long and it's just it's just a groove you know i mean trey gets on the keys um it's 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 not soft it's like as noted on fish.net it's upbeat you know and it keeps it keeps moving but it is like a it's a long groove and i think they uh i think people enjoyed it um maybe one of i mean definitely one of the longest too it's a good counter to the ghost honestly Mm -hmm. So if they had just done the same thing, there would invariably have been somebody going two nap jams in a show. Um, nap jams. <laughs> is that a thing? Can we? I don't know. I think uh, it should be. Let's coin that. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I think this is a great jam. Um, centerpiece, right? For the show, for the set. And, and yet this, it's only the second slot. And there were no YouTube first song of set previews. So it was not like they were messing with those people. There was also no YouTube. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, they, it, it's great. I think the comment on the jam chart for this one, it ends with the word, the phrase, it's not a sentence. So much goodness. <laughs> which if you I'm know the people who do some of the jam charts like that's not something you would expect any of those people to say so that means it's it's got to be pretty pretty special yeah it's not really high critical thinking uh in that phrase but it's uh it's not inaccurate so i'm down yeah. with it <laughs> um and then so this is kind of the centerpiece of the, of the set but then there's a you know a, a, a down disease that's what 10 minutes um it's a ripper it, too that one's that's pretty that's pretty solid. But then everything kind of like kind of soft soft landing after that, I think, but maybe not. Well, I so I played my guitar along with the Downward Disease, Velvet Sea, simple stuff. And so I had a really good focused listen. And disease is just it's not it doesn't go super far off the track. It's just but it shreds. In fact, it's kind of remarkably grounded for this song maybe even in 99 it seems but they just they wanted to rock and they they shred it up um land nicely in velvet sea which is pretty and perfect and uh then a nice simple standalone simple doesn't ruin a mic's groove um and is uh gets pretty also and, and ruin a mic's group. That's great. Yeah. And um we I don't know why it keeps happening, but I've been talking about Loving Cup in front of on microphones uh a lot recently. Yeah. And yeah. so we have another one here and uh I I've said enough about Loving Cup, god damn it. But I love it. So okay, so this show, you know, we we go we go into the encore, which there is a there is a le- there's a story or a legend that they played the slave um, encore t- to honor a fan killed in a car accident on the way to the show. We don't know if that's true. I don't think unless someone has already confirmed it or or found 
find found everything out. Um, but yeah, the I'm slave is really doubtful. But you're doubtful. It's a but it's a it's a very emotional slave. It, it has it has a lot of like nice, soft, um, and and a little bit of like somber moments in it. Um, it's a good it's a good version. Oh, without a doubt, it's a beautiful version. Um, the the story, like I say, I, I'm doubtful, but I have no doubt that people who were aware of this incident and, you know, yeah. they were touched by the moment, whether Fish had any knowledge. Um, sometimes there's this... Uh, Grateful Dead would do this, right? And Ken Kesey once went on stage with the Grateful Dead and talked about um, this on Halloween 91. He, after Bill Graham's death, he came out and he told a very kind of disjointed story about his son dying. And he was at a Grateful Dead show and they played Broke Down Palace. And, you know, and he said, you know, no one else reaches out across the distance, puts their hand on your shoulder you know, but the dead, they get it. And, you know, sometimes fish really gets it too. It's not because they knew, but maybe they knew, but I, you know, they can convey such emotion. Sometimes I remember when we first got into fish, that was like the big, like when people were, I like grateful dead. Well, I like fish. Well, I don't like fish because I like grateful dead and fish doesn't have. And that was one of the things people talked about fish, not having soul or conveying, you know, that much emotion in their music. And, you know, sure, uh, Rippin' Llama is not really an emotional song. And in 1993, you got a lot of Rippin' Llamas or whatever. You know what I mean? But then you have stuff like this, and it's absolutely gorgeous music. Um, and not the first thing in the show that has that kind of really strong vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it's th these are these are interesting shows because I think there is some like they're they're obviously like on a little bit of a glide path in terms of like musically, you know. Um, I don't think there's like a ton of new material in '99. Yeah, I mean, there was this. A lot of it came in the in the summer when the tour started after like the tab stuff. So you had things mm -hmm. like sand and. Right. Yeah. Um, and you had the keyboard on stage, which Trey was using to, you know, kind of control some loops and some samples and just little, little things. He wasn't going to it quite the way he did with like the drum kit. Yeah. Um, yeah but it Thankfully. did. <laughs> there you go. It did uh, have kind of a, a sig significant impact in the sound, which you hear in the 2001 here, for example. Um, but they were, you know, the looping was a big thing. Um, uh, Brian mentions it here uh, yeah. in the in the chat a little bit. Ninety nine was all about the loops, heavy things yeah. being kind of like the perfect example. Uh, but also, it was all over sand, and you heard it in this ghost, and um, the that was the gist. I think that and the stretching the ambient stuff and merging it with groove, the ambient stuff that you heard a lot more of in 98, merging it with groove is what allowed us to get the sound that is now just inseparable in your brain from big Cypress, right? Yeah. You can, you can hear them reaching towards that. Yeah. And yeah. just listening to the way they make this ghost last or this 2001 last you think well okay makes sense that they could probably get away with playing all night and at this point they knew they were going planning to do that yeah so they're thinking about how can we draw things out yeah and and make it good yeah i mean this is a this tour especially the october shows like they're really not very well regarded in terms of like the ratings on fish.net and like i don't i don't know a lot of people who talk about these shows particularly like you know there's there's what 10 shows from from the first to the 10th or, or eight shows or something and they're all sort of like fine um i don't know there's something i wonder if they were also like a little bit 
out of sorts here with like, you know, the touring in 99 was, was different than what they had been used to. Right. There was like the, there's the Japan stuff and there's, you know, it was just like, it wasn't like a typical, typical year. Um, but Trey was doing tab, you know, in the, as, as you were, you were attending those, um, Trey trio, Trey trio, which didn't, right. even, it wasn't even that it was Trey Anastasio acoustic electric. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, was we also got shows. Phil and friends that year. Yeah. 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 And they do the summer. I mean, they do the summer in, in July. Right. And then they kind of are back in September and then they're back in December. So it's sort of like a, definitely not what we were used to in terms of like a really like big summer tour and a, and a fall tour. But, um, this, this, this October part, I think is like pretty overlooked and I'm, I'm glad we went back to it. Um, I do think that the 10th, the next night has like pot, like some more interesting elements, you know, um, there's like a really jammed out vultures in the first set. Um, and it just is like, it's really like really up, really up tempo. Um, it's, it's really like a really good version. I think it's like 15 or 17 minutes vultures, which you just don't, you know, there's some unique things that happen. I guess that's the whole reason we go back to these shows, right. To find like those, those interesting little nuggets. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little surprised you didn't pick that one because it has the, uh, it has the jam and do you enjoy myself that does not have a vocal jam? I mean, that's it's right up your alley. Just so wonderful when they when they decide to not do that, and now they're going back to that. At least disagree. At least abandoning okay. the vocal jam to, to 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 play more music, which I think is great. Um, so Brian points out here two festivals also, which is which is festival and a half. There's like festival festival and a half. Yeah, I think that as the as we go debate is going to be ongoing forever. Um, but the the jam that you mentioned into you enjoy myself at the beginning of set two of the 10th. That's really, really fun. Um, Hey Brian, it, um, is it fun? It's kind of dark and creepy and ambient. If I remember right, like it's kind yeah, of like that to me is fun. Oh, well, I mean, I like the weird, but I just not sure that's the word I would have applied. <laughs> but if you, if you have fun, however you want, RJ, I'm Thank not here you. to tell you otherwise. I appreciate that. Um, oh, also a stash, a really nice stash at the yes. end of the first set of the tenth, which goes into the like you know major key for a little bit. It's it's pretty cool. Um, this "You Enjoy Myself" though is is really good. There, it's it's long. I mean, if you see a twenty six minute "You Enjoy Myself" and there's no vocal jam, like that's a lot of jamming. Two awesome you know? jam segments, they say on fish.net. No bass and drums, no vocal jam. How you gotta that? go. You gotta go. You got they they said and look, Brian saying yes. Yeah, I just tenth, tuned in. The jam. Um yeah. we shared your story earlier before you joined about the the YouTube video that you sent me, and thanks for doing that about Farm Aid, which Jonathan was actually at the show where he told the story about Farm Aid and forgot because just how it goes time time is weird wibbly wobbly and stuff yep um what what do you think is like what do you think is really kind of driving this this band right now and in september of 99 like because this is the 10th is the last show before they go back on in december do you feel like they're i feel like they're kind of like gliding a little bit not not necessarily in a bad way but in like a I don't think they're really treading new ground. I think they're sort of just like they're on a glide I think path. they're refining the the new ground was the summer. Like when they came out and played uh, you know, like sand at the gorge and stuff. And that was laying down some fresh bricks uh on top of all of the ninety-eight stuff. Trey bringing in his solo energies that he had been working on earlier in the year into the band. And at this point it's congealing and they're look, as I said earlier, they're looking ahead to big Cypress. They're like, what are we going to do? What's it going to be like? How, how are we going to get there? And as I said, I think that's, that's really the, the key, you know, keep playing awesome, work on, do some extended jams, have a lot of fun. We're going to write Jennifer dances next week. (laughs) Everybody's going to hate it. What could be better? 
Except for like three people. <laughs> yeah. Except for the people who love it. Um, yeah, yeah it is, is. Brian's with me here. I guess the whole, yeah, the whole year really is about Big Cypress. Um, going back to an earlier comment, as we go ahead of Ferris Wheel, it's a festival. How do you feel about that? Eh. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. That's why I say it's about half a festival. Half a festival. All right. Remember they were, you know, there was somewhere they said at the time that it was um, going to be not as involved as their previous summer festivals because they were working on the New Year's show. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're not going to, we're not going to end this here. I mean, London has a Ferris wheel. Is London a festival? <laughs> well, that is that doesn't even make sense, but I appreciate no, it. Doesn't I just <laughs> appreciate the effort? Um, all right. Well, I think we're gonna. So on Wednesday, we're gonna be back. We have more. We have more awesome stuff to to share with everyone. Um, I do think you know this fall, as Megan has mentioned a few times, we do want to get into some um, some looking back at. 2021 because there's a lot of really great great shows in fall 2021 so please you know hit us up on social media let us know if you were at fall 2021 shows i think it's we we go back so much to these older shows which is always fun but you know the fall 2021 deserves like a little bit more i think it deserves a little bit more attention um yeah sure why not i was at some of that i had a good time um, do you, do you want to know what the previous seven were? Should I, should I lay it out for him? I don't even know I if I can do this. So let's see. I think you should try. Uh, so we have, uh, omitting Oswego so that I can just be a jerk and, and, and bear in mind that I'm not sold on any of this, uh, that I'm saying here. So we have, uh, it, we have big Cypress. We have, um, the great went lemon wheel. Do I, I don't have to get an order. Do I? Cause come on. No. Um, no. How many you have? We so have far? Clifford ball. Five. We have, uh, Amy's farm. We have <laughs> arrowhead ranch. We have, I don't know. There's some other shit. So that's a, you know, <laughs> I can't argue yeah. with that. Yeah, exactly. Some other shit like that's totally on the list. You, so you, what are you gonna there's do? some there's some other shit. All right. Well, one thing I want to just <laughs> tell everybody, <laughs> we are go for it. On Wednesday, we're gonna have a very special guest. We're gonna talk about ten fourteen ninety four, and we're gonna have a guest who played at that show. So I just want everyone to know that. Um, if you look up the set list, you'll probably be able to figure it out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and it's and it's not Michael Ray, so it's not John Fishman. It's not John. It's not Trey either, or Mike or Paige. Sadly, but it's going to be fun. Uh, these New Orleans shows, ten fourteen ninety four. It'll be fun to go back to. But next week we're going to go. I think next Monday we're going to talk about the the first night of San Francisco, twenty twenty one, and then I think we'll talk about some other twenty twenty one shows. So if anyone wants to talk about anything from the the you know post you know the basically well the show started in sacramento and san francisco the tour did so if anyone wants to talk about anything in october leading up to vegas let us know and then we'll do something about vegas because jonathan and i were both there for some of it at least or you were there for all of it i was there for some of it i, I was there for all of it every minute every minute i just thinking about it i miss the best i miss the best show and often happens to me you know, can't see, every um, show. can't see every show. So we're going to, we're going to focus on 2021 in the next, in the next few, um, on the next few weeks. So just want everyone to know, hit us up if you want to talk about a show. And, um, I guess that's it, Jonathan. That's, all we like it? that's it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, we solved the festival thing by you naming a bunch of random concerts in the nineties. So that's done. <laughs> oh, did I mention live aid? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, right. What about yeah. Horde? There were like yeah, plenty of them. Horde. That was like all <laughs> Jesus. Festival uh, eight was a lie. It was Festival thirty two. <laughs> um, all right. This was fun. Can I, uh, I should enjoyed I, it. Should I tell them about this last thing that's on our document here? Should, can I do that? Yes, please. 
Oh, yeah, because we're very excited to, you know, continue to support our friends, fans for Racial Equity Free, which seeks to build an anti-racist live music scene and promote liberation through racial equity and we're in the world at large by activating the collective power of our community. By facilitating thoughtful engagement around race and its intersection with other issues, free empowers fans to challenge discrimination and systematic oppression uh, wherever they see it. To get involved in free's education, outreach, and community partnership programs, sign up to volunteer at fansforracialequity.org or share in the groove at the free table during a show. Uh, they were at every venue this summer. I hope to see them Somebody will see them. I won't be there, but somebody will probably see them at Madison Square Garden and shows beyond. So reach out to them. Fans for Racial Equity is great, great people doing great things. Yes. Thank you, Jonathan. And um, I think someone in the comments earlier asked if any of us were going to be at MSG. I will be there for the 29th and 30th. Um, Jonathan, you probably will not be there at all. That is the current plan. Is that the current that plan? I will be home. Um. Okay. And then Megan will be there for all four nights. I know that. Yes, because that's what oh. she does. So she does. She's good at it. Um, okay. So tell us, we're going to, um, we're going to keep saying that if you guys are interested in, in joining us for a fall 2021 episode, let us know. Cause we are going to, uh, I, I would like to do the next like several episodes between now and Halloween after the 94 one on 2021. I think it's worth it. Sure. <laughs> i don't remember any of them so it'll be fun to look back exactly exactly um all right thanks everybody for joining um we will talk to y'all soon and yeah thanks for the support and thanks for everybody listening at home um thanks brian and brian for all the comments and everyone else appreciate <laughs> yeah. it guys see you soon Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.